Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lost Boys plus Two Girls. <laughs> we are here with the whole crew this time on our final episode of Lost Boys, where we will be watching the series finale of Lost as a unit. Um, we both just watched six full seasons of Lost uh, separately. We didn't watch a single episode together, right? Not one. And when this whole ordeal started, um, we were like 35 episodes ahead of you or some shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was still watching Fringe, um, and we weren't sure if we were even going to watch Lost, and then we were like, okay, let's keep watching Fringe, and then we started Lost and had to catch up very fast and then surpassed you, and then we evened out. Yeah. And then I learned to control myself. It just became, like, normal to watch, like, two to possibly four episodes of Lost a Day. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what's going to replace that feeling. Yeah. It, it's been like, it's been like old reliable. Like if there's right. like any remote sudden moment of boredom, it's like, all right, should we watch Lost? You know, you got something there. And the answer is always yes. And that's such a nice feeling too. Like this was my favorite show in college. And when it ended, I, I've always missed that and like yearned for that feeling of just having Lost yeah. to watch. <laughs> I have watched it probably six times I've reached the finish line but mostly seasons one through three three through six uh, there's been a ton of stuff that I either don't remember or haven't had the time to go back on because as somebody that started watching it the night that it premiered on ABC I had in between every week I would rewatch the episode like <laughs> there would be nights where I would rewatch the episode that night I would watch it and be like, I need to reabsorb that. Like, you know, an episode like Across the Sea or something like that. I would have to sit down and just immediately rewatch it. And then I'd read the Entertainment Weekly article and be like, now I have to watch it again. Um, so I don't know, like, how I would um, ascribe a number to any of that. But I will say that this current watch is, like, I feel the most like I'm an, ad an adult watching it. You're, like, treating this show like wooks on the internet treat their show count for bands like, exactly like well you know the festival was really like six sets so that's like counts mm -hmm. as two shows it, the only way to truly get your lost wings is to watch the series finale <laughs> in hawaii like on mm. where when by the way when lost ended they had a huge thing on abc where they brought like a thousand people to the beach in hawaii and had Whoa. a movie theater screen erected. And was, the whole cast was there. It was ballsy on their part. Yeah. They could and, just have a thousand people looking pissed off walking on live Well, there TV. was only 500 seats uh, after the <laughs> after the episode ended. Half the audience had left. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, this has been, like, I would say my most mature watching of Lost. Obviously, because we're doing it for a podcast, too. And I got a lot out of this one. I felt great about this one. If watch. there's one thing that screams maturity, it's watching an 130-episode series <laughs> for like the purpose of a podcast. <laughs> In the basement. Cat, <laughs> Lost. Had you ever seen it before? Let, let the viewers know where you've been at this whole time. Not a single episode. Really? Yeah. Because Dan tried it a few times. Zero percent lost. Avoided somehow like every piece of media. Wow. Dude, she did not know anything. Went in completely blind. Cool. I was yeah. so jealous. Mm. I, I was talking about like, you know, like you see all these memes all the time of like, we have to go back. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Kat, you're, I think we're the same age, right? Did you graduate high school in 08? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I feel like we were in college. I mean, Dan, you're almost the same age. We were like in college when this was really picking up. And oh, so nice. I feel like I was secluded in college. I wasn't getting like media like I would before or after. So it's not like we were there during the major hype of it. 
if that makes sense. Maybe. Like, I had a group of friends who got together every week, oh. watched it. Mm. Like, I just wouldn't I come hang out that night. <laughs> wow. I would mm. just do something Never else. Mind, so what have your thoughts been, like, take us through kind of like a very basic, like, from the beginning of the series to the end, your investment level, how it's been for you? Um, I don't know that I've ever watched such, so such a detailed show so quickly. <laughs> um, I feel like I haven't really had, there's so much, I still have so many questions. I'm right. not really, you know, I know there's like all this controversy surrounding the ending, but sure. like, that's all I really know. And I don't see how I'm not going to be confused. Right. It's like speed after. reading an encyclopedia and yeah. like being expected to remember any of it. But what's funny is when we watch Lost or like when I did week to week, they just had ways of drilling in the important stuff every week. And it wasn't just previously on Lost. It was like the internet forums and, and beyond. People would be like, oh, what are these two skeletons in the cave? And then for seven years, people were guessing what those skeletons were. For us, it's been like three weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. and so like... I've also explored a lot of it in my dreams. Right. Sure. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, it is the show that invented binge watching. That is for sure. Binge watching just didn't exist like this before Lost. Lost was the show that really kicked that idea off. But I don't think that that means that it's a particularly appropriate show to binge watch. It just feels like you want it. Because any show that ends with a cliffhanger like that, like every fucking time, you're like, well, how do I yeah. not just doot, press exactly. the button? and um, The amount of times that I turned to her and was like, imagine if we had to wait a week to watch the next episode. Uh-huh. Then there would be like, feeling. now you have to wait five months in between finding out if the bomb was detonated. Right. Like, now you have to find out. Yeah, once, like... Now you have to wait five months to see why there's a light in the hatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> mysteries that went by, like, yeah. that. Like, you would be toiling over for years. And then there'd be ones terrible. that, like, you would assume they would reveal the next season, and then it's been six years since they even mentioned them. I would say, like, predictively, though, like, what's interesting is I think a lot of the polarization and negativity about the end of Lost is created out of people that were watching it for seven years. Yeah. I already can see from at least Dan's reaction of this season and the last season that nothing in the episode we're about to watch, because, again, we have not watched it yet. This is our pre-watch discussion, but, like, I don't think anything is going to rock the boat for you. It's not like in the last two hours of the show they're going to be like... Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel I'm going on the record as saying that I don't feel like I'm going to come out of this pissed off. Was the controversy around the ending specifically the finale or just this, the final season and everything that they kind of wrapped up with? A little bit of both. It wasn't like Seinfeld where like and The Sopranos where it was like the episode, the final one. Right. That is what did it. That's what broke the dam. Yeah. I think for season six of Lost, the flash sideways started everyone off on the wrong foot and yeah. people were really whacked out about that but i, I want to say this up front <laughs> i was pretty upset about it. <laughs> i want to say this up front to the three of you that have now binged watched this show when you're watching lost week by week and you get to the flash sideways you are happy to see them um off the island like interacting um you are happy to see boone again i mean you don't realize like the potency of bringing back these characters when a week ago anna lucia was still alive right you know what i mean like the Flash Sideways was a celebration for people to see all their buddies back together, to find out a little more about their characters. Um, the bottom line with that is that if you watch the show in a month like we did, we're like, why the fuck are we spending time doing this? 
even though as I first saw it, I was like, this feels like a waste of time. Because again, and I've said this to Dan multiple times, I'm more interested in like the island, the mysteries, the characters. Like you can tell they always want you to be connected so deeply with them. But there are certain instances like Jack, for example, where like you can feel that they want you to really like Jack. But there are times where I'm like, I just hate this guy. Like yeah. he's he's the lead character, and I hate him. It's not like when you watch Star Wars, you're like, oh, I hate Luke Skywalker. He's just a little bitch. Like there's <laughs> no, it's it, it. That's the protagonist of your show. So like, I think some of the character stuff is hit and miss. And the problem with the Flash sideways is, yeah, a we've just seen all these people. It's like, ooh, Daniel Faraday's back. It's like I saw him two days ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that loses much of its potency. But yeah, to answer your question. Flash Sideways was A. B was the Richard Alpert episode because some people walked away from that being like, why was why did I just get a love story when I wanted like some deeply yeah, thought out I'm sure we'll talk about that episode later. Mythological shit. And then the most polarizing episode of all, which is Across the Sea, where some people walked into that episode thinking uh, you know, an old dusty British dude was going to pull out a huge history book and be like, on day one of the island, Jacob was born. And then like thousands of details. Instead, you get this like, vague metaphorical biblical in the way that it's kind of set up and that the way that bible stories work story about these two guys when in my mind at the time as a viewer i was like i want electromagnetism i want explanations on science i don't want a glowing cave i don't want but like it's not up to you that's the problem it's like that's the choice they made that's why when i always tell you my favorite episode is richard my second favorite episode is across the seas because i can't fully connect with that episode sometimes this current watch, I thought it was incredible, but there have been times in the first time where I watched it where I just had to be silent for like an hour afterwards and just like be mad and happy and cry and <laughs> laugh and act like a schizophrenic person. Great. Um, what do you guys think about Across the Sea? Across the Sea being the, the flashback. Flashback to Man in Black and, and Jacob. Jacob and his brother. Yes. Chilling. AKA essentially the explanation of the entire show. Yeah. I don't think we really got the chance to talk about what we thought about it. I, I fucking hated it. <laughs> it was bottom three episodes of the show for me, probably. Mm. I, I immediately went upstairs and texted Dad. It was like, that was fucking terrible. You hyped that for so long, th saying it was like the second best episode of the show. I so, was disappointed. Did you not like the way that the episode was like filmed or acted or the actual idea of all why that, all of it I, was I, happening? I thought all the concepts in it. I found the episode just generally boring. I didn't. I didn't like the idea of bringing in new characters this late, in, uh, uh, this late in the show. Uh, Rachel, you can't hear it on the podcast, but Rachel's making a face, and that is because this take is bad. This is a bad take. <laughs> it's not a hot take. It was just so, like, I don't know, dude, this glowing light. It was all disappointing. Cat, save me here, please. I had a really different opinion. Oh, oh okay. this is why she's here. This is good. This is good. Bring it in. Let's hear it. You're During like, it was the episode. worst hour I've ever seen of television in my life. No, no. Um, During the episode, I really enjoyed it. I was completely engrossed in the story. Mm -hmm. I definitely wanted more details. Mm. Afterwards, thinking back about it, I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Cave light? That's mm -hmm. what we're going with here? That's what we built up to? Was it, was it cave light? Yeah, tell them. So, um, but I didn't feel like that while we were watching it while right. we were watching it it had me Besides they walked up the... to the cave light and my eyes were in the back of my head like <laughs> let me, let me i was falling backwards from how far i was like cave light the cave light does from a aesthetic point of view look stupid 
That is that, <laughs> that is because everything in Lost that they built in Hawaii that didn't exist in that jungle looks stupid. Look look at any other set piece, the caves, the lighthouse. The lighthouse is so it bad. It all looks like fiberglass and plaster and paper mache. It's a TV show on ABC. But here's what I think Survivor's about the, production value is top shelf. The, the, the whole thing is with Across the Sea, too, is if, like, you've seen it multiple times, you're not hung up on, like, the aesthetics so much as the story that's being told. It's the same, like, to uh, to make you cringe even harder. Like, the glowing cave is like the burning bush. Like, right. ostensibly in the Bible, when you see the glow, the burning bush, it's not like, um, you know, an upside-down pyramid with alien spaceships flying around <laughs> it and a guy in a giant rope. No, it's, it's literally it's a burning tree. Yeah. Um, and it means and represents so much that you're not like, well, that's stupid, God. Why did you do that? I mean, if you were to believe in this kind of thing. And, um... The cave, it's like, you know that the point of the cave is that it's the heart of the electromagnetism on the island. I mean, that's what anybody comes to the island, what any of the people who pilfered the island or tried to steal the light when they say are doing. It's basically the show instead of a hatch because that was electromagnetism instead of the swan, instead of you're zoomed all the way out and all it is is just a light. And okay, they didn't represent that well on ABC I don't know where the money went in the last season. <laughs> I don't know, like, if they fired their production designer or what happened, but, like, um, all the stuff, like the lighthouse, to me, it doesn't bother me anymore because I know Lost looks dumb. Like, for example, when Jacob smashes the man in black in the back of the head with a rock and his body is going into the light and they cut to <laughs> what is literally, a, a, like, a scarecrow dummy filled with, like, paper mache. Yeah. Who is like looks like it weighs ten pounds? Yeah, it's like going, a stick. going down the light gets toilet. sucked down like a turd, like getting <laughs> flushed down a toilet. I'm not there because I've seen it five times. Scrutinizing that to me, it's like it's it's a story. It's like a myth almost at this point. Um, so I get the criticisms. I've always gotten the criticisms of Across the Sea. Um, I guess I can't separate those things. I just think it's such a strong story, and it's a story that goes through every single part of what we've already seen and i know that is exhausting and i know for a lot of people seeing the cyclical nature of lost can be tiring but at the end of the day like we're zoomed all the way out and and what's i think fascinating about it is when you're zoomed out that far you think you're going to get all these answers but like jacob's mother says for every question that you have will only lead to a hundred other questions um that's the point of lost I don't think that they should have explained everything. Whereas when I first saw it, I was like, they didn't, what the, f and, and that's why they made the epilogue because they were like, okay, the nerds are fucking upset. Yeah. They want to know where the Dharma drop, the food drop came from. That's, in season that's one. my, that's my primary concern as I brought up on the exactly. first episode. Exactly. And I'm more, I was very concerned about that. I'm much yeah. more macro. I was so preoccupied point. by that. Um, I, my biggest issue with the episode, I just felt like it was too much history to try to jam pack into one episode and that be right. like the fucking second to last episode. Like, let me posit it this way. I came up with the greatest idea of all time that could have fixed season yes, six of Lost. Yes, you did. Take out the flash sideways. That's the obvious first step. But the, I would love that. The obvious second step is instead of the flash sideways, the story that they told in Across the Sea, just stretch it across 16 episodes. It wouldn't have been hard. Yeah. Do a would, couple more with him. That would have uh, been killer. Man in Black with the villagers. Do a couple more with them as kids. Basically tell the entire... Because that's what they did in this episode. They told the entire series of Lost, but from a very biblical point yeah, of view, they show they up to the island. They just a situation where you're introduced to Alice and Janney's character for the first time in the cold open, and right. then by the end, you're supposed to care about her death. It's just, like, too much. Right. I mean, and that could have been rectified by having it earlier in the season. Yeah. I will say there are reasons why it was so late. 
you will see in the episode that we're going to watch that there's a lot that plays right into it. It's just sad that, like, what? You didn't trust these people that were obsessed with your show to, like, remember what happened in episode one when you got to episode 16. Mm-hmm. Like, they I were mean, like, the oh. show, this show is full of that. Yeah. Of just not trusting the viewer. But also, yeah. like, there weren't really shows like this back then, right. which were, like... Exactly. Now it's, like, an expectation that if you're watching a show with a bunch of puzzles, you have to keep track of everything. Right. Very true. Very true. Um, and, and that's why shows that knock off Lost and pretend to be Lost do it wrong and like if you watch a ton and I could go through the whole list I'm not going to but there's probably 25 shows that knocked Lost off in the first two episodes of any of those shows there's more mysteries and answers introduced than the entirety of the series of Lost and it's like because they're like people like the mysteries you don't understand a mystery is only a mystery if you have to think about it for more than 10 seconds Yeah. like even at the clip that we watched Lost it still allowed you to be like hmm the numbers hmm pregnant women and have that time with it Whereas, like, any knockoff of Lost is like, ooh, there's dinosaurs living underground. Here they are. It's like, ugh. like, there's this new La Brea show that we were yeah. talking about. And apparently that's, like, the general plot. It's yeah, like, people have been calling it the Lost Killer. Right. <laughs> um, I guess real quick I'll do this. Why not just get this out of the way, speaking of the Lost Killer. But um, <laughs> since this show is about to be over and you guys, you know, are desperately looking for something to fill the infinite void that will be forever created by lost until you simply watch lost again um there are some things i would suggest up front to replace this emptiness in your body and in your soul um one of those things is fringe which i've talked to dan about a bit but basically when lost was over the same creative team the guy who does the music a lot of the directors not many of the actors because i don't think they wanted to mix that well too much so there isn't too much crossover there But they went over uh, to Fox instead of ABC and made what's basically the X-Files plus Lost, sort of. It's like the X-Files, but like the mythology is very similar to Lost. The events become very similar to Lost. The feeling is similar to Lost. The thing about it is, to anyone listening to this, that Fringe, the first season, is basically a procedural um, and is not much on mythology. As the show goes on, the mythology becomes the absolute forefront. We are not finished it yet. We have two more seasons. But I remember at the end of that feeling like this is how Lost should have handled these big ideas. Um, Cat loves a procedural. Dude, this is a crime show, like an an X-Files clone. It's got great characters. It's very reminiscent of Lost. It's just a good feeling to have something in your pocket to move on to that is similar to Lost. Yeah. It's so. definitely an early 2000s feel, though. Oh, yeah, I will yeah. say that. Because, like, any early two, it's like, 2000s... It's like your sweet spot. <laughs> like, any early 2000s procedural, like NCIS or whatever, there's a lot of, like, triangulate the position, enhance. Like, it's a lot It's a lot of that. It's Cat, a lot of Cat, techno what garbage. What percentage of NCIS episodes would you say you've seen? 100. Yeah. Oh, I dude, know. you <laughs> need to... No, seriously, you, seriously you need to watch Fringe. Because <laughs> Fringe is like, if, you know, ba- yeah, if the writers of Lost were like, we're going to do NCIS, um, but maybe a little bit better. But it, your mileage on it may vary. But um, Fringe, great choice. Um, second thing that I think you guys should watch that I don't think Rachel has seen, so maybe we'll go back. we got a lot of things in front of us, is The Leftovers. Um, That's next on the list. The Leftovers is Damon Lindelof. Okay, there's two major creators of Lost, besides J.J. Abrams, who left the show almost immediately after pitching it. Um, That's Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof. Carlton Cuse went on to make no more sci-fi shit, no more mystery box shit. 
He went on to make like Bates Motel, which we enjoyed quite a bit. He goes previously on Bates Motel. That's the highlight. Oh of the wow, show. that's the sounds... highlight of the show. I want to watch that. They're like, dude, you got you got to do this if you're the producer. <laughs> it, that is a good show. Uh, it has some real real I mean, downshifts, but I don't know. That show is weird. Um, if you're a fan of Psycho, it's a great show. Love um, Psycho. Um, so love any, Psycho three. Anything that Damon Lindelof has touched since Lost. He has not learned any lessons from Lost, which I find awesome. I find anybody who's like, I'm just going to continue doubling down on weirdness. Yeah, Watchmen was awesome. Watchmen is the first thing that he made that had any explanations to it. Like, Watchmen was a complete circle. Yeah. I didn't leave Watchmen being like, hmm, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> um, Lost, yes. Leftovers, no explanations. Mm -hmm. Zero. It's an entire series where they're like, here's the craziest shit ever. Crazier than Lost. We're not even going to remotely hint what this is about. And for some reason, they finally figured out with The Leftovers, what they couldn't figure out in Lost is that if your characters are actually compelling, because this is an HBO show with like major actors in it, then you can forgive deep-seated mysteries that do not pay off. And right. because The Leftovers is about heaven and hell and the afterlife, things like that, an answer wouldn't feel right anyway with a lot of it. Um, so... Just, I, I highly suggest The Leftovers. Seasons two and three are two of the best seasons of TV ever created. Better than anything in Lost, seasons two and three. Season one is terrible. O almost unwatchable for me personally, but you have to see it to understand even remotely what two and three are about. So that's kind of like a mixed recommendation. Our friend Rick has been pushing that one hard. Um, but it's incredible. The third season is like every episode you will be weeping at just how beautiful of a show it is and how incredible it is, but takes a while to kind of build up to that, but it is a good kind of successor show from Lost. Um, obviously, Damon Lindelof made Prometheus, which I've talked at length about. Um, basically took an alien script and unraveled it and put Lost mysteries into it. Um, I'll always rep that movie, obviously, and that's a great movie to watch if you're enjoying Damon Lindelof's mystery box shit. If there's anyone in the crowd who didn't know that Dan loves Prometheus, raise your hand. Um... Finally, two things. One, a piece of literature. If you're like, I like Lost, but I like reading more than, <laughs> than ABC television. The closest thing to do what Lost did, but in my opinion, better and more fascinating and surely more mature and, and enthralling at all levels, is the Area X trilogy from Jeff Vandermeer. Uh, it's a sci-fi trilogy of books. Came out sometime in the past 10 or so-ish years. They made a very bad movie with Natalie Portman called Annihilation out of one oh, of the books, okay. um, which is only bad because it is such a poor adaptation of the source material. Long story short, and why I bring it up in this case anyway, is it has some of the most intriguing sci-fi mysteries I've ever read or seen with my eyes or ears, and it is about um, an isolated area that has mis mysteries happening in it in a wooded kind of jungle zone of planet Earth that gets walled off, and the entire first book is about one person's experience traveling into that zone for a mission and the insane things that she experiences and sees. The reason I bring this up at all is the second and third book are more about um, a government corporation like the Dharma Initiative that's come there to do experiments and is very bureaucratic. And it's almost like reading a book about the Dharma Initiative. And it's it's makes the detail of something like Lost seem ridiculous like like it's it's such a mature in-depth look at a huge sci-fi mystery that is tangible 
um, and very fascinating. So I highly recommend reading that book if you're like on a high for good mysteries, but ones that are really well thought out and by one person instead of like a team of writers that were shifting over seven years on ABC. Um, I feel like I for sure fall into the category of people who prefer reading to ABC dramas. You you would enjoy this book. It it is truly incredible. Um, Final recommendation is if you need something that's going to do what Lost did, but then go past and do better and, and it present to you mysteries that will, I mean, blow your mind. It doesn't start so much in the beginning, but as the show goes on, it introduces ideas and concepts that make a, a, a glowing cave seem like something a no, we've preschooler. Seen, we've seen Dexter. Um, <laughs> when Rita dies in that tub. Um, <laughs> um, and it's not a show that I ever had any interest in um, as an IP. Uh, somebody came to me when I was in college and was like, dude, you watch Lost. You got to watch this. Cause it's going to change your whole entire life. has several movies that come out of the show that are phenomenal. It has like 20 episodes a season, six full seasons or more. It's trailer Park Boys. Battlestar Galactica from the early 2000s is one of the most mind-expanding television events you'll ever see. It starts with a movie, branches into a show, um, then it goes into another movie, more seasons of the show, a final wrap-up movie, a prequel movie. Yeah. I used to watch it all the time on HBO as a kid. Like the old 70s series? No. like The 2000s yeah. one. Um, it's something that if you start from the beginning and get it all in, it's just one of the most fascinating things ever. I mean, they introduce ideas that are like the kind of things where you're like, this will never be paid off in a television show. And they take the time, whereas Lost didn't. Lost just does like one episode. Here's across the sea. This is like a whole season is dedicated to just explaining to you like how any of this is possible, how any, and like, again, I know you guys, especially, um, aren't like the kind that want to sit down and like watch like a space sci-fi type adventure it's more like me it's more it, it, like, it's more like i'm not yeah. that person <laughs> um dan told me he watched dune and hated it yesterday we're not going to get into that that feels like its own thing um, i didn't i didn't hate it but i found it fine mm. Mm, that's a that's <laughs> a upswing to what you said to me but i'll i'll let you say fine all right what did you think of dune cat do you enjoy it yeah oh, so, so. this is news this is news. I can tell. I, I can it, tell that's what's going yeah, on. Here. I thought it was fine. You knew you were going to be side by side. And I was going to grill you about Dune today. So you should be ready for this. It, I, I'm ready for it. You were like, this is as boring as Across the Sea. Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> you were like, this is the most boring thing I've seen since I watched that episode To be honest, I don't even remember talking to you about it. I was, We were drinking last night. <laughs> you said you fell asleep during it at one point. That happened, for sure. Okay, so yeah. your review is somewhere, somewhere in the... I only show. missed like a... Like a hard twelve, hard twelve. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a long movie. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I can't. I can't I, it was imagine. two and a half hours, and I watched the whole thing. That's more than like most movies like that. I enjoyed it. I don't know what our opinions would be on first watch if we hadn't seen it in the huge IMAX theater. Like, I think that was really important for mm-hmm. um, for our viewing and that for keeping it exciting when it was more of a um, like a slower paced movie. Where, the pacing world, was just so weird. World building. Um, right. But then we did watch it on our TV when we got home. <laughs> Obviously, the pacing of a movie that is half of a book is going to be weird. Yeah. And when that book is the classic hero's tale or the classic, like, Fern Gully avatar tale where someone gets ingratiated into another culture and then fights for them and blah, yeah. blah, blah. To end any story like that halfway through is, of course, going to feel weird. Yeah. So I thought the first hour was killer. That. I also agree. The first hour is incredible. 
then it kind of cools out and starts setting things up, which is just not the most exciting thing from like a first time watching perspective of someone who hasn't read the book, hasn't seen the original movie, etc. So and also thought that it was a totally different movie. Right, Dan thought it was Tremors with yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, which what? <laughs> we'll get you there. Okay. Um, okay. All right. I thought it was um, going to be a, a remake of Tremors. So, Battlestar Galactica is my ultimate. Um, <laughs> I would say Fringe and Battlestar Galactica are the two shows that you should investigate the most because they are both just incredible and will give you a lot of the things that Lost did, even though nothing can really be lost. Is that box set all of Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, I, I bought that as we started getting to the end we of this season. Because I was finish. like, I need to go to something even better than this or I'm going to die. So that's <laughs> that's the next step for me, is straight okay. to Battlestar Galactica. Um, finally, before we watch the episode, oh my God. let's just do predictions really quick. Two seconds of predictions. Um, will the island be destroyed? That's what they set up in the last episode. Well, it's tough because we got that flash sideways episode in the beginning where the island was underwater. Can I, can I speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sunk to the to the underwater. Hmm. Um, so I don't know at all what's going to happen. I have and Rachel seen has it. seen this. <laughs> right. No, have no, zero no, memory. No recollection. Of it, so Dan and Cat, will the island be destroyed on this episode? Well, you go. I'm gonna just go with no. Okay. Um, I had been leaning hard no. But also, like, I don't know what other reasonable explanation there could be for the island being underwater. However, I don't know that anything's, like, real in the Flash Sideways. Right. Also, they said the Flash Sideways could have been created the moment they hit the bomb, which is way before this right. season. So if the Flash Sideways is an alternate universe, then potentially that would have started before all this. So right. this is not like the that started after. Yeah. I mean, it takes yeah, place in I'm gonna stay. I'm going to stay with no. Okay. Um... Who's going to die? Name one person who's going to die. Sawyer. Sawyer. Okay. God, that would be depressing. Okay. Lock. Lock. Well, fake lock. Is fake lock. Yeah. Okay, man in black. What do you think, Cat? I mean, he Kat has doesn't, to die. Cat doesn't want to say Is Claire it. still alive? She doesn't want to bring it into reality. I feel pressure. No, yeah, I don't want to. No, I mean, I'm, I'm changing to Claire. <laughs> is Claire still alive? She is, right? Okay, she's alive. Okay. I don't know, we'll go with Kate. She's thinking about She is kind of already dying. Yeah, right? that's a she strong choice. That's, that's a strong true. choice. Um, Statistically, that's a likelihood. What is the flash sideways? Final guesses. I mean, the obvious guess, which I think is not correct, would be that um, either the bomb or something wiped out all of this, set them back into a life where Jacob and the, uh, the islands didn't exist, and this would have been their life had Jacob not meddled obviously, um, then the island sunk to the bottom of the ocean could be, again, that that's what happened after the bomb and the flash sideways is what happened to their lives when it reset. Team Dan and Cat. What we is the flash sideways? We haven't talked about this How at about all. How about why is the flash sideways? <laughs> so much harder. Um, I think it's like a potential alternate reality i think yeah it's exactly what rachel just said on if i'm being honest sure. that it's what hap would have happened if jake didn't jacob didn't meddle why i call him jake i've been, I've been calling him jake <laughs> yeah. i call him jake, yeah, yeah, yeah. jake like they're friends it's I like people who like refer to like band members as like also, their can first you name what jake did man He's crazy. I, know, I was like who are you talking about <laughs> um, um i i yeah. yeah i don't know i think that they're dead and this is like their 
their version. Like, people are always talking about how, like, the island is, like, heaven or purgatory or hell or whatever. I feel like that's more like what the Flash Sideways are. And this is, like, their... They're all in the afterlife, and that's why they're all, like, fulfilling their, like, usual roles. Like, Jack sure. gets to be the fucking sensitive, fucking helpful mm-hmm. doctor all the time. John gets to be the fucking right. victim that he loves to be. Well, um, uh, final in, in terms of predictions, and this one's just for fun. And I guess the winner of this I should have had some prize for. But we, who... we, we humbly accept your Blu-ray box set. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Either way, you're going to get that at the end of this. But um, who will have their head smashed in this episode <laughs> god fucking everyone i'm I gonna say imagine. jack definitely and 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 everybody's got to have a different answer here because the winner and this is first head smash. i'm going with first head, first head smash. Smash. desmond desmond good guess claire is going to hit someone in the head so you're okay rach is saying that claire will hit someone i'm gonna accept that as an answer to the head smash question okay Kat? i'm going with sawyer is he going to be smashed or he's do this? He's going smash? to be smashed. He's going to be smashed. It, it has could, been it a could while. Be either. Yeah, it has I know. been a while who's since Sawyer. Who's due? Sawyer's due for head <laughs> yeah. smash. He's he's been out who's, of it. Who's the most recent one to perform a head smash? I just always want to see Jack get hit. Yeah. yeah. I just love when he's all bloody. He's always like wet and bloody. All for of his the pe- bad decisions. Yeah. All of the people who have like resorted to head smash as like a reasonable resolution of a discussion are like out of the picture now so was like... the last head smash when uh son hit ben over the head oh there's been so many in the past couple episodes yeah i mean that ben wasn't is the due last... for another well and across the sea there was a uh, everyone got head smashed yeah oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah ben is for sure gonna be involved ben is at the forefront smashes he's at the forefront of most head smashes yeah. giving and taking yeah that dude <laughs> just fucking goes for the dome <laughs> All right, and with that, um, we are going to watch uh, the series finale of Lost and then the accompanying eight-minute epilogue of Lost, which was demanded by angry fans. Thanks, everybody. See you, and I'm really hoping we're all going to be in a great mood after this. Yeah. I'm Rachel. I'm here with my co-host Kat, and we are featuring the Lost Boys today. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> we've we've always dreamed of being on such an illustrious podcast as yours. What do you guys want to talk about? I mean, we're with the Lost Boys. We might as well cover Lost. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> makes, sense, makes sense. Glad we're all, all on the same page there. Um, all right. Well, we just watched the series finale of Lost. Thoughts? my thoughts start with rachel who will probably have the most negative take what (laughs) nice cut that out you've been very negative about season six so far and five and most of four (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i feel pretty good i think it wrapped it up pretty nicely i i wouldn't say that the last episode made me upset i actually think it tied it together nicely okay uh thoughts from the other side of the table I'm still processing. <laughs> we knew that was going to be the case. Yeah. I figured you guys would be anticipating that. Um, a lot of processing to be done. Yeah. Uh, Dan, thoughts? Um, Since you get paid to express yourself in this medium? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to process there, but mm. also, there's just like, actually really not. Right. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> a shockingly shallow episode. 
Right. I mean, it, it, I, I feel like it did exactly what you would kind of anticipate it was going to do. Uh, a, a hefty 50-50 mix of an emotional manipulation, callbacks to the rest of the show, and the lightest explanation possible for all things. Yeah, very... And, like, very yeah, Jack vague. and John Locke fighting on a cliff, like, that... That shit ruled. That... That's how it should be. That's yeah. how it should have been. Yeah. No Jacob. Cool. No Man mm-hmm. in Black. Are we going to go back and play my predictions from season one to see what panned out and what didn't? Uh, I mean, your alternate timeline theory surely didn't pan out. I mean, Considering kind of. the flash sideways was, in fact, purgatory. Yeah, but... Is that clear, though? Or... Yes. Mm. That was... Uh, a lot of people finished Lost not clear about that for some reason. A lot of people thought that when the show ended that that meant they were dead like uh, in both timelines and just dead the whole time um no just this flash sideways is a depiction of a purgatory that all of the characters regardless of when they died met up at to move on yeah, to the next because they were phase. together at the most important part of their lives because they were together for the most important part of their lives so and by that I mean saying... a terrible tragedy you're saying whether somebody like Kate got off the island and lived a regular life until she died of old age versus Shannon, who was killed in the moment on the island, mm-hmm. whenever in that timeline it is, they then met up in this purgatory state. Yeah, because yes. there's, no, there's no when to the purgatory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Christian but, was pretty fucking on the nose about that exposition. Of yeah, all the things I, that they leave vague in the show, I was pretty shocked at Christian just being like, no, the answer is that it's kind of weird and doesn't make sense. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Um, you know, like I've always alluded to, uh, I, I would have preferred a different thing for the Flash Sideways. I would have preferred Jacob and the Man in Black story expanded upon. I also would have preferred it to be an alternate timeline created by the bomb explosion. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of religion. <laughs> and in a show that asks you to believe a lot... I think what bothered me originally when I first saw it is that so much of the show I spent explaining to other people, it's not magic. It's like electromagnetism. Like these are, yeah, right. the, this is science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're watching a man put a giant cork in a, in a light well. Right. Like that is hard science. Yeah. <laughs> and for it to be at the end, like there's an afterlife in a show that has spent its entire runtime saying what's dead is dead. Is a little bit off color in terms of the rest of the show. Yeah, agreed. They just wanted to trot all your friends in front of you for a whole season. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that that meant that it needed to be the explanation that it was. That's the only part of it that I don't like. I mean, and, I'm thinking yeah. now they probably did not do more on Jacob and the Man in Black or a whole season of that because they just wanted to focus on our main characters. They didn't want to focus on new characters. Yeah. And that's that. As you watch... Um, season six too like I was saying to you upstairs like when you know that it's purgatory those first like four or five episodes where everyone's life is in utter chaos in the flash sideways and where like terrible things have happened and like Saeed's not with um, Nadia and so what's funny about that is because that's them setting up for Shannon and him to have this moment at the end because if he was having that moment with Nadia, we don't know her as a character more than a couple minutes of screen time. So, like, you can see how they came up with the idea of what would happen at the end and then kind of wrote it backwards. Yeah, yeah. 
as they do with literally everything in Lost. Um, Dan brought up a good point when I showed uh, a clip that at the time when Lost ended, everybody freaked out and was like, ooh, this one scene in the pilot had John Locke being like, there's there's good and there's evil, a black and a white, and like holding it up. And that that being like, oh, they've always known. But like it, Dan makes the point, and it is true that the people who wrote the later seasons of Lost are just like looking at the first season and expanding on it in like the most wild ways you could ever imagine. But it's all backwards. Like when they, you know, when they put the skeletons in the cave in the first season, that's literally them being like, we have no idea. Yeah. They're like, fill this episode with as much spooky shit as possible (laughs) and we'll deal with it if we keep getting renewed. And they had to answer that question. And like, that's another thing too, that you, you can see like little moments where things don't line up just like, they were like, oh, this is our own Adam and Eve. But, like, it was a mother and a son. Right. Like, they couldn't fit the backstory so that it would be, like, two star-crossed lovers, kind of the way that they had portrayed no, these two skeletons. they were deliberately trying to subvert your expectations, no, bro. they just had not come up with the answers yet. Um, <laughs> I like it better if they were trying to subvert our expectations. Yeah, because that's what it was. Don't listen to this, this <laughs> cynic. The charlatan. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you a thing or two about Lost. Um, mystery time. Let's talk about what has been wrapped up potentially. And and if anyone has any more questions now is the time to let us know. I mean, we have some real experts in the room. Uh, yeah, he's talking lost. about me. Um, Jacob's cabin. First mystery. Explained. Okay. Explained. Yeah. It, it so was, it was all smoke and mirrors. So Jacob was not dead until the end, right? When Ben mm-hmm. stabs him. Mm-hmm. So before that, Jacob was a human walking around the island that just was really good at staying hidden. I yeah, mean, he hu- human is a stretch. Yeah, human's a stretch, but okay. he did stay in the in the statue and, and like leave. Oh, that's right. He wanted to, and I think this plays into the fact that he one of his rules, not those that those are ever properly explained, but. One of his rules being that he doesn't want to interfere. So if he was just running around the island the whole show, that would be him directly interfering. So he's kind of like, from the moment at least the plane crashes, completely hiding. Or just chilling. You know what I will say? Weaving a basket. I didn't mention this when we talked about the one episode whose name escapes me, Across the Sea, Mm -hmm. that I fucking hated. The Mm -hmm. thing I did love about that episode was the little back and forth with him as a kid when they're playing their stupid backgammon type game and he's like one day you can have your own game and make all the rules yeah i'm like this motherfucker made so many arbitrary rules he sure did (laughs) (laughs) um uh the numbers i feel satisfied oh i feel so good understanding that (laughs) jacob likes numbers as they said in the show and in his like um like thing that he's weaving together his tapestry of bringing all these events together the numbers were, you know, the n- correlated to all the survivors, but also, like... But that... why'd they have to give Hurley, like, so much bad luck and, like, kill Hurley's, like, grandfather over them? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the numbers, like like I originally said to you when we started, like, I didn't think there was an explanation, and now that we know that it was the n- names correlated, yeah. that doesn't do any better to explain. Right, because here's my question about that. Why did, in order to get the numbers to Hurley... That means first he had to give it to give them to the crazy guy in Australia who like ruined his wife's life by go, life going absolutely apeshit over the numbers, mm-hmm. then ending up in the same mental hospital as Hurley so that he could repeat the numbers over and over again so that he would then play them in the lottery like 10 years later. Like that's a whole other just lifetime of collateral damage that yes. happened leading up to that. That is correct. <laughs> that's the postscript I want to see is Jacob fucking with that guy. Um, <laughs> polar bears. Feel good about that. Yeah. At this point. Hold on. 
polar bears. <laughs> Kat, do you still disagree with me that the polar bears were down pushing the wheel in the ice cavern? No, um, less so after watching that orientation video. Nice. Yeah, they confirmed it. I, I forgot they confirmed that in there, but for many years it was just like something you had to figure out on your own. Um, the baby problem good with that yeah you were so caught up on the baby problem that was also basically fully that was solved fully fucking explained in that in thing. the epilogue yeah as well. Wait, can you Wait. go over that with me just they were just like electromagnetism screws up like the the late uh term early terms early term pregnancies but then why was it fine to have babies for a while oh because then we were, ex- it was we were before expecting the incident. that the incident yeah. made it but so at the beginning of all this, Dan said that like he feels like he understands everything for the most part in the scope of loss. The one thing he never solved was the baby oh, problem. I remember. So that was his goal for this point. Yeah, I, I, I just I, I just want to <laughs> I just wanted to firm that up a little more because I knew the answer was electromagnetism, but I needed to hear a lot more about what I needed to know more about is why they had such a weird uh, adverse attitude to it, and I still don't think that they've explained that. Like the others, I guess they want to kidnap babies so that they have babies they have more people to grow and be part of their club but ultimately like it still doesn't make that yeah. still does not make there's sense. no explanation why there's such fucking creeps about it and yeah, yeah. they're not well hollywood, hollywood <laughs> pedophile children yeah but like why yeah why they have to like stalk their campsite well, and like hang charlie <laughs> like yeah no, that's, uh, not at all. that's like oh ethan went rogue yeah <laughs> Um, Dharma Initiative. I'm going to say mostly explained. Yeah, I mean, we got, like, an entire half season of them living amongst them in the 70s, yes. which, going back to the last episode, when you were like, you want more Dharma Initiative, you'll be fine. Yeah. And Did I'll, you get enough? Yeah, I was thrilled. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I hope this part never ends. Yeah. Just that's, them in the 70s. one of my favorite stretches of the show, right, Rach? It was good. <laughs> You're being such a liar right now. No, I feel, I mean, I feel better now that all the questions have been okay. answered. At the time, everything was just like nobody was answering anyone's questions, nor mm. were people asking questions. <laughs> um, Richard Alpert, feel good about that? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Black Rock. You, you're skipping it. Oh, oh, you feel good about Richard Alpert? How do you feel about Richard Alpert? What What did you guys think of his episode? Do you enjoy it? I fucking loved that episode. Oh, good. That was a top five episode for me. Great. I like his episode very much. I still don't feel satisfied. Like, I understand, like, his whole story. Like, okay, so I know what happened to him at the beginning, why he, like, agreed to whatever Hmm. he agreed to, but then what happened to him? I I assume by the end of his episode, Jacob somehow made him invincible. Or not invincible, but ageless. Um because oh, that was that's like what happens when Jacob touches things. That's he what say happens. That, but like he also said, "I'll do what do you want? What's your one wish?" And he said, "I like I want to live." Yeah, and he did say that. wish granted or something. He was like, like he was genie. like, he was saying that he uh, like he'll have to deal with some bullshit once he dies. He was like, "Well, then I never want to die." And he, Jacob's like, "I can do that shit." Mm. I I think that Jacob and or anyone who is the leader of the island can kind of appoint and maybe give powers to like one underling is the vibe that I get. I feel like that's what was going on with maybe Walt at, yeah. at the end in that epilogue. That's, that, what, that's what I took away from it. That Hurley was then kind of hiring him as like his special advisor to watch I thought to he was picking over. Hurley to replace, I thought he was picking Walt to replace him. That's how mm. I took it. Could be that. Could be that as well. I like that idea though. But it felt like it was too soon after 
he became... Hurley's got, like, a soft four years in him at max, and then he's done. The way that they kind of, when they said it to each other, though, at in Purgatory, they were like, you were great number one, great number two. That's not, like, a reference to, like, two weeks of work. Right. I mean, but, so like, something w- had to happen what was there. work for them? I have no idea. But no one ha- will ever have an idea, unfortunately. Right. Um, Jacob. I feel like that was explained pretty extensively. Yeah. I, there was more than enough Jacob. Statue. It's Flora barking. <laughs> um, the statue, like statue, plays into the whole Egyptian a- aspect of Lost, which many people have theorized, like that all of this happened during a period of time, because apparently across the sea does not have a date ascribed to it, an exact date. So people have looked into it to the extent of figuring out that there was a time when the Roman Empire and the Egyptian Empire existed at the same time on Earth. And that a lot of things that are in loss are kind of a mix between those two. Um, a lot of people theorize that, like, Claudia and her people were Roman. Okay. Which they arrived first, I, I assume, between the Romans and the Egyptians. Because after the Romans all died, which uh, mm-hmm. Jacob and the Man in Black's mother, who I would assume could turn into the smoke monster, killed that whole village and filled the whole well and blah, 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 that... When you saw down in the time wheel room, it wasn't built yet. Yeah. And the man in black, whose people were the Romans, essentially, never got to build it. So let's say eventually Egyptians landed on the island and then they started um, building their own structures and worshipping Jacob in their own way. And that's why there's all the hieroglyphs. And I think then the man in black is the one who guided them into all the early experiments they did on the island. Um, The time wheel being one of them. Obviously, in the episode we just watched, the cork even had hieroglyphics on it. Yeah. So I think what was going on there was probably that the man in black has spent many thousands of years trying to guide civilizations towards finding different ways in which he can get off the island, which, if you really think about it, that's what the entire six seasons of Lost is, is kind of him trying to do that again, while Jacob's trying to do his thing again. Yeah, so presumably if they ever make, like, a reboot to Lost, it'll just be another one of those stories with... I would like that. The yeah, Man in Black that's... fucking with some people in the mm-hmm. past. I mean, I would have loved to seen just one shot. Give me just a 30-second shot of, like, like Egyptians building the statue and, like, Jacob dressed like a friggin' pharaoh. Yeah, Saeed would have been one of them. And, like, the Man in Black, like, riding, like, a chariot or something. I would have been, like blown away by that yeah. but i was trying to spend money hier- on that well set oh yeah there were hieroglyphics down in the light yes i was just like all right so and they, skeletons they, yeah so they had to build this yeah like how like how many people died for that yeah it's a, i don't know i don't know egyptians that's a lot going on with that well, and that was that whole light the mother that whole too, light so. premise is a big ask it's a lot but it's as it like i've said before it's it like any other part of the mythology of the show is just a zooming out yeah and once you zoom all the way out, things get pretty basic in that sense. Also, uh, the Black Rock. How the fuck did the Black Rock go so high in the sky that it knocked the top of that statue? That was off? silly. It was so much force. Not just the top, but yeah. demolished everything. Everything. Yeah, went clean through it. Yeah. And then you see, like, half the statue is still in the water. And I don't know how that ever got cleared either. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. Th- th- this time around on my really big TV, it sure looked like that ship went from being like a hundred feet below, yeah, to flying, to like flying yeah. through the air like an arrow. Yeah, um, r- ridiculous. That for sure, 
whoever wrote that this statue had for you know when they first saw the statue and it was just a foot they surely weren't like the black rock <laughs> flew 150 <laughs> feet in the air and yeah. hit this and didn't immediately become pulverized just dust yeah, yeah. did we ever right. learn why the statue only has a couple toes because statues of like a, a tower rat i think it's tower rat of whatever that figure is typically had four toes a lot of oh. like old egyptian statues and figures had four toes it's tight um a <laughs> uh, couple ones i feel like were not very explained libby being in the, libby mental, in hospital. the mental hospital is killing me <laughs> <laughs> that's that's i was really banking when they like showed the mental hospital in the little epilogue thing i was really banking on that being for that all right well hear me out maybe like hurley because like he can see dead people and he was like kind of like the island protector at the end maybe he's just like in his own special loop of time Mm. and she wasn't necessarily physically in the mental institution with him and then when he says like you look familiar it's part of like a cyclical like it was circular thing that he saw them? <laughs> maybe maybe it was a ghost from his future past <laughs> i spaced out what's the question <laughs> that's not nice i, uh, I was still reading, reading my notes what what happened i don't want to who was it. a ghost or not a ghost libby she was a ghost in the mental hospital you're saying yeah like maybe because hurley <laughs> maybe hurley has his own special circle and that's why she looked familiar and he saw her in the mental institution or we saw it in the flashback um, I feel satisfied about Walt. I do not feel satisfied about Aaron. <coughs> no. Yeah. Felt like that just didn't happen. I, I don't feel satisfied about the overall premise of the sixth season, being that like all of the answers come down to a character that we never met prior to the sixth season, and even then, who, this, who, who, the Man in Black. I mean, and, and that like really like the, he's the overarching just like embodiment of evil, but like. All that happened to him is he got kidnapped as a baby and his mom was mean to him. Like, he had a hard life, too. Yeah, and so did Jacob. Jacob was manipulated by his mother and was a weaker person because of it and was not... I mean, they flat-out said it in this episode. They're like, maybe he wasn't such a good guy. Like, any preconception you have about any character in in that sense, oh, the man in black is evil, because someone said in one extremely cryptic conversation that he was evil, like... People say things to other people to convince them of things. And it's just like, that's not safe on either side. And like, I I get, I get what you, you keep complaining about the fact that Jacob and the man in black weren't in it until so late, but like in what facsimile could they have been in it up until now? Like it, it, I, I get why they did it both conceptually and also because they hadn't come up with an answer yet. So that's the seam that you're seeing. Like, the reason that it's so late is because they didn't know they were even going to probably do all of that. Yeah. Until much later in the show. Like, when Jacob's Cabin, the first time you see that, it's clear the writers don't know what they're doing at that point. Yeah. That's them being like, we don't know what's happening here. <laughs> we're going to have him talk to the empty chair so that in a season we can have him be, like, confirm that he was making that up. But they could have just as easily been like, Jacob's actually trapped, and then written a whole story about how Jacob's been trapped for thousands of years. But like someone came along at one point and was like, no, they were brothers. We're not going to have one actually be good or be evil. It's it's not about that with any character in Lost. Everybody's redeemable. I mean, this is a show where Saeed's in a church at the end. Yeah, right. And he was a bad guy. Yeah, not great. He was not a good guy. Um, Neither and- was Ben. 
No, but Ben Dingo and Ben's like, I, I've been a little too bad. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, though you know, any frustration I have with the show always just gets washed away when I just think about how they're just presenting these like cyclical loops of so many ideas over and over and over again, and like that's what makes Lost even bad, like as a binge show, because that causes friction too. Because like you're like, oh, I've seen this a thousand times, but like really, you've seen it three times, right? But you've seen it really close together. I want to mention one more thing, too, about pace in terms of, like, how we've always been like, oh, how crazy it must have been to wait a week in between episodes. I also want you to think about one more hell that I used to have, which is that there's full commercials <laughs> for every episode of Lost. Even the, even the finale, right? When Jack goes to punch Locke for you the first time forward? on the clip, <laughs> on the cliff. He jumps in the air like the fucking Incredible Hulk. Yeah. He's doing like a dive bomb punch to the antagonist of the entire seven year series. Yeah. And they cut to like a literal, like a maxi pad commercial. Yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of a punch. Oh, well, like you never, don't flinch. So, I, punch. I did flinch. You were like, um, my, my first prediction was that the series finale would come down to an epic battle between fucking Jack and Locke. It did. Let's go. <laughs> but that was not technically John Locke. Yeah, that's true. Let's go. Um, I, I, I think the thing that... Uh, and not only that, but you could argue that in this episode, the real character of John Locke made amends with yeah, Jack yeah, in yeah. the afterlife. So if anything, let's go the other way. But it's let's like, why on. did the man in black as Locke dying lead to the real John Locke waking up in the afterlife? What do you mean? Like... The moment that that's just timing. The man again, in black timeless. flew off the fucking cliff is the moment that Locke woke up in the hospital. He's like, "I'm a real boy." That's just the way they chose to show it, because for other people, it was in totally different yeah times. I mean, I think that my biggest problem with season six is that everyone, like, I've heard so much about how this season's bad, and I was loving it the whole time because the thing I liked most about it was that after all this buildup of like making the show so Jack centric. They really relegated Jack to, like, a background role. And I was like, oh, they're really, like, making this point that, like, you can't latch on to, like, one character and that, like, someone's entire persona can change as a result of these these circumstances where I'd never really seen that in a show where I was like, Jack started, this show was, like, about Jack for, like, three straight seasons. Right. And in this, he's just, he's following Sawyer in the 70s. He's following Locke. He's just, like, a background character. And I was like, I hope they stick with this. And instead it ended up being, like, everything is about Jack. The show is going to end on Jack dying. It's Jack's fucking, in the afterlife, everyone's mission in the afterlife is to make Jack feel better. And like, his dad. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's going to end on Jack's eye. And I was like, come on, dude, I don't care about Jack anymore. Jack's background noise. I hear you about that, but also glorious to me that they revealed that Jack's entire purpose was to just get murked. Yeah. I mean, his purpose was to lead everyone, lead all the candidates, do everything yeah. that he did Use do. Use his own hubris to volunteer to be Island God. But, like, that's the interesting part, because Jacob, I'm sure, if you could ask him, didn't want Jack to become his replacement. Yeah. He wanted Jack to do all the dirty work that would lead up to his replacement being a much kinder, like, gentler, rounder person. Right. Um, <laughs> Which then in the epilogue, they, like, their way of explaining the Hurlybird is that fucking, it's just a bird that gets experimented on. Yeah, like, it's just, it's oh just, got, doesn't really explain it's just anything. in a cage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it explains nothing. <laughs> it explains why there was a big bird. Yeah, that's all. That's a, That was enough for me <laughs> at the time. Why it said Hurley's name, dead. 
don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, originally I was bothered most from this episode about like just the emotional manipulation aspects to it, where it's just like you're just being put in a situation where you're watching everyone have their show flashbacks. But really hit me in the feel box this time around. Nice. I felt like weeping many times during that episode, and uh, still do. Can I just say like an overall feeling from mm. the last couple of seasons? Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of, and it might just be from the time period that the show came out. Like you guys said, it, nothing had really come out that was like it before. But um, I do wish that they had maybe trusted the audience more. And it, I, I felt like if they had maybe given me some answers and then worked backwards with the cast, I would have felt more comfortable at points mm. and not angry sometimes at some of the mysteries. Like everyone just always yelling like I have a feeling we have to go back to the island I just didn't understand why they needed to get back to the island they spent like four seasons getting off the island right Um, they just kept saying it was like a feeling my explanation to that in in terms of everything is that there there's lots of talk of destiny in the first few seasons of Lost before they know what's going on and that's just a group of people mistaking what Jacob has essentially done to them as their actual destiny because it is their destiny. I mean, they're being controlled by what is essentially a creature that can see through time, that can arrange events, that can create all of these things to happen for a reason. So when everyone's saying like, this is happening for a reason, they're not wrong. There is a reason, but the reason isn't like god or anything it's just large-scale manipulation it's just large-scale manipulation and and lost is all about manipulation and like from from the highest level of the show to the lowest level it's that cycle repeating itself and um either you're down with that kind of answer or storytelling or you're turned off by that and think that they didn't provide you with the tools that you needed to see what was going on but like every time they did every time they were like here's what's in the hatch Here's the story of Jacob and the Man in Black. It was always the same answer. It's always like a, a normal person who's been through traumatic things, who might be good and might be kind of bad, who could be good if they really tried, who has been manipulated, who has been controlled by forces outside their will to do certain things that they didn't want to do. It's every, every single character, every single situation, it's all the same thing. So like any more answers you would get would just be more of the same thing. Like, where did Jacob and Man in Black's mom come from? I don't know. She probably crashed on the fucking island. Somebody manipulated her. Then they asked her to run the island. Then everybody else died. And it started again. Like, there's there's no answer that isn't there. It's just, like, either you're down with that being the answer or you just, like, wanted to see more, um, which I don't blame you for because my first watch of Lost, I was pretty mad when I got to the end. I just thought that they just leaned into the character stuff too much but i guess that's all i have now is just the friends i made along the way so yeah i was into it this time all right um on a scale of 10 uh rate the entire series of lost rachel nine Mm, strong nine (laughs) other side of the table eight Mm. what's like a 10 for you i don't know for tv shows yeah I don't know that I have one off the top of my head. Gotta establish the rules. Do you you have a 10? Just like Lost didn't. Like, to me, like, a 10 is like Breaking Bad in The Sopranos. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, a 9 is, like... Lost. Like, The Wire. (laughs) I'm gonna go with an 8.75. Okay. 
bordering on nine. Many seasons and episodes of like nine to ten. But if I had to rate every episode, then you put all those ratings together. It'd probably be eight, seven, five. Like you can be critical of the the series as a whole, but the bottom line is that we wanted to watch an episode every time an episode ended mm -hmm. and thought about it and dreamt about it all the time. But that doesn't make it not stupid. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's just so gloriously stupid. That's yeah. true. There's just like, there's so much about the show that just like palpably pissed me off. Mm. Uh, especially season two and like the first half of season three. Mm -hmm. But despite that, I still give the show like a 9.5. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. It was Beautiful. like the most fun I ever had watching a show. Awesome. Like I enjoyed, I'd say zero moments of that finale and I, that was fine. <laughs> you didn't like that finale. It was just, it, it was like once I, it became clear what was going on. I was like, okay, I don't need like to see now that the church has like a symbol for every major religion. <laughs> like <laughs> that is the scene that has polarized me personally the most. Yeah, is that it's in this church and that Christian is there. Yeah, it's just... Jack's dad being there is like the big thing that switched it from being like, all right, this is a nice wrap up to like this is really fucking beating me over the head with it in a way that the rest <laughs> of the show hasn't. Yeah, I, I was just like, they've spent they've spent so much time despite all the time they spend not trusting the audience by, like, hammering you over shit that happened seasons earlier, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of trust put into the audience throughout the series of, like, you're gonna stick with it despite things being vague, and just for, like, mm -hmm. there to be that much imagery then followed by people just, like, explaining, just explain-dumping shit. Right. In, like, such, like, general ways. I'm like, it sounds like you're saying a lot, but really what you're saying is nothing. It's just, like, it was, like, the facade of a conclusion. <laughs> Why was Eloise telling Desmond, like, not, oh, yeah, not to yeah, yeah. follow this lead into what's going on? Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Eloise is a character I could probably do without. There's, like, a whole slew of characters that I could just do without that would make the show, like... Uh, Who the fuck was Dogen? He was an other, dude. Yeah, he was definitely the most egregious character of season six. <laughs> he was bad. Eloise just wanted purgatory to go on forever because she had a good relationship with her son uh, there. Yeah. There you go, Kat. Good, good job mm. with that one. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like Daniel Faraday should have been much more like consequential to the end. Mm. Yeah. He, he it's, was... a, it's just like another thing. It's like we're 100 episodes into the series. You're going to introduce a character that like understands time travel and understands what's going on more than anything. And then we're going to get like half a season's worth of flashbacks of him and then Desmond's searching around the world for him, and then he dies, and then, like, he totally doesn't matter at the end. He's just there to play piano with drive shafts. <laughs> I do love his get-up, though. Oh, yeah. He was looking really sharp at that party. Jeremy Davies yeah. read that script and was like, yeah, I'll collect this paycheck. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's not the best finale ever, but it's not the worst. I don't think it's a show that warrants the amount of disappointment and, and no. historical stigma that it has. Especially and, with how much biblical shit was happening throughout the entire series. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you took 20 people and put them in a room, regardless if they've seen Lost or not, you'd be like, how, how, what did you think about the end of Lost? They'll either say that it was supposed to be terrible from what they heard or like, oh, man, it sucked. They didn't answer anything. Yeah. The, really the only did, thing though. I knew about it was take. that it ends with a shot of an eye. That's all I ever heard yeah. about was that last shot with the eye. Same as the first shot of the show. Yeah. Is Jack waking up in that exact position and looking up through the same gap in the same trees. Yeah. Um, like, and also like, that makes the Breaking Bad finale, final shot less potent. 
makes a lot of things less potent, like when Bran becomes the king at the end of um, Game of Thrones. It's like, uh, Hurley already kind of pulled that one. <laughs> Where, like, the person who definitely was never meant to be the head of anything is now going to be the man. Yeah, now he's the based god. Um, okay, well, um, man, sad to see it go, but looks like we've reached the end of our lost journey. Anybody have any further thoughts they'd like to add before we conclude this chapter of our lives i mean i feel pretty satisfied me too yeah i feel great good. watch i feel good I, f- I feel like i need to do something besides watch tv for a while now <laughs> <laughs> Hard same. Yeah. you say as you bring Hard home the lost same. box to watch all the commentary episodes oh, well i'll probably listen to the commentaries to go to sleep too okay <laughs> before podcasts that's what i did like mm. middle wow. school, high school, like That's I just interesting. I should try got that. DVD box sets and put them on, and I would literally put a blanket over the monitor so I couldn't see it, mm. and wow. fucking just listen to commentary tracks. With that school podcast. with that sad image in your mind, we will say yeah. goodbye. <laughs> when podcasts came out, you could imagine my delight. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't need to put a blanket on my TV anymore. Like I used to listen to the Clerks podcast or the Clerk commentary all the time to go to sleep, and then Kevin Smith was like, "I'm going to do a podcast every week." I was like, "Perfect, mm, entertainment <laughs> for life." Yeah. Speaking of Kevin Smith, uh, we will see you guys um, in December when we start the Movie Blues podcast again. Yay! Yay. What's that have to do with Kevin Smith? It's like something we're always talking about, and you're making me watch his movies all the time. And yeah. I'm sure this season, when Clerks 3 comes out, we'll watch it again. And yes, as Kat is pointing out, there's <laughs> literally a toy of Kevin Smith in front of you. So I think we're good. Yeah. Should we see Clerks 3 and 40X? Please, no. <laughs> anyway, we'll be coming back with our review of The Matrix Resurrections. So <sighs> get ready for that. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for the fucking Matrix Resurrections. That movie is going to suck balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. Perfect. We will see you then, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>